Welcome to the Career Confidence for Immigrants podcast. My name is Sonia Ortiz and I'm your host. If you're a newcomer to a country, this is not the show for you. But if you've been stable in a country for a while and you feel stuck with indecision, self-doubt and confusion about your career and you want to start feeling better in your day-to-day work life, then this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I hope that you're doing well. I'm having one of those weeks where my anxiety is playing mind games with me and trying to scare me even about the most basic things in life, like going to the dentist. But luckily, luckily, I understand this idea that the thoughts that I have inside my head are just sentences and images, nothing more, nothing less, which is something that really helps me stay grounded most of the time, at least, instead of automatically buying into every single catastrophic story that my brain likes to offer right? And as you know, this podcast is about many things, but the main message that I like to bring home week after week is that however you choose to think about something, so your life, your career, your immigrant identity, your relationships, your anxiety even, those thoughts are really what shape your experience of that thing. So today I wanted to talk about the past because I often get the question, What about doing mindset work on things that already took place in the past? Like, is it possible to get over something bad that happened in the past, right? And before we dive in with some examples and ideas, if you haven't done so yet, please, please share the podcast with a friend who may need this. I know not everybody's into talking about the mind and emotions and anxiety so openly, but when you share and you show that you are working through some of your own stuff, you inspire others to do the same and not feel so alone in their process of being a human you know? So yeah, that is something to consider. So yeah, make sure that you share. So I also want to give a disclaimer here, given that we're talking about the topic of the past. And for some of you, your idea of the past may be like a year ago, but for other people, it may be like your childhood memories when you were six, right? And the disclaimer is this. If you feel like you're stuck in the past with some with a repeating memory or an emotion or something that's really affecting you in a way that's creating a lot of distress, always make sure that you consult a licensed therapist or medical professional in your area, please. <laughs> Trying to do self-coaching or mindset work on yourself without having the tools to ground yourself in your body can be a bit of an unpleasant experience. Not that coaching or healing is supposed to feel good and like poppies and rainbows all the time, even when you have a lot of experience in it. But my point being here that if you've never done any kind of therapy work with a licensed professional in any of your past stuff at all, then that may be a good place to start. Just something to consider, okay? Okay, now, as you know, the main framework framework that I like to use for my coaching tools is uh, something that we call the cognitive model, which basically tells us that a thought creates a feeling or an emotion, and that emotion is what drives our actions or inactions in life. So in this context, the past would be like an entity that exists outside of ourselves, or what we can also call a circumstance that exists outside of ourselves. 
which is to say that the past is something that we have no direct control over. And when I say no control over, I mean that whatever happened 12 years ago, 12 months ago, or even 12 minutes ago, it's gone. It's over with. C'est fini, right? It cannot be changed because we don't have any time travel machines, right? And even if we did, you know how in the movies, like they always say that if you go back and you alter the timeline, you're going to like violate the fit, the laws of physics and so on. So I think even if we had the choice, like it's like, we're not supposed to mess with that, right? <laughs> so because the past already happened, like it took place already. So what does this mean? Naturally, one may ask, well, if something bad happened in my past, does it mean that I'm doomed forever by that past, right? And I think, well, not necessarily, although it may seem like so, if your thoughts about the past are that it doomed you forever or that it has power over you or something along those lines. So we're getting very meta, but this is how the podcast goes, right? I have an episode called How to Think About Thinking. So yeah. So <laughs> because whatever contact we still have with our past can only happen via our thoughts inside our minds in the now. And the relationship and meaning we assign to those thoughts is what creates the different emotions and the different feelings inside our bodies, right? And think about it, when you go about your day and you're distracted and you're doing something else, you may not be thinking about the one time when you were eight years old and you were the last person to be picked up in school on a rainy day and you felt embarrassed, right? Not that this is a personal memory from my brain. <laughs> and of course, unless you have an, action, an, an anxious brain with a lot of intrusive thoughts um, that come out of the blue, most of the time, there's always a bit of a trigger. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to that in a minute. So, But another example is that when you are, for example, in a state of flow, reading a novel that has you feeling super intrigued and entertained, you're not going to be thinking at the same time in detail, uh, what was the voice pitched or what was the facial expression from that co-worker that used to sit next to me at my previous job before COVID happened, right? Most thoughts we have about the past don't even occur to us until there's something that kind of invites them in. So a trigger, a visual cue or something. And again, this is what I mean. This isn't always universally the case. Nothing, nothing that I say is universally true. Because again, some of us who deal with a lot of intrusive thoughts. So if you have some kind of anxiety disorder, of course, take this part with a grain of salt. But a lot of the, what I mean is like a lot of the times there's always kind of a trigger or a cue that elicits those thoughts. And this is really, really great news because now we can argue that your bad, your bad quote unquote past, anything bad that happened in the past cannot really hurt you in the now until you start entertaining thoughts about it in the present. And here again, big caveat because I know some people, myself included, <laughs> I do believe in the idea that our body stores past memories and pains and things like that. And some of you may, ha may have heard the keyword uh, generational trauma 
or there's also a book that's very popular. I think that's called The Body Keeps the Score. It's really, really fascinating. But I like to take those ideas also with a grain of salt because measuring that impact can be kind of abstract-ish. So our brains can become really obsessed with this idea and start looking for signs of like, okay, is this still like my pain or is it like, am I carrying my parents' pain in my DNA and in my cells? And it just becomes like another thing where we become hypervigilant and we try to kind of go in a, in a whole like rabbit hole about this. So just one second, because my dog needs to come inside the bedroom. Okay, sorry about that. So again, yeah, if those things about like the body carrying pain and so on are really serving you, then for sure, keep, you know, keep going about those. But I just wanted to do like a parenthesis here about that. Okay, but going back to my original topic about how we tend to connect with the thoughts we have about the past. Okay, so sometimes we may choose to go looking for them on purpose. Like, for example, this past weekend, I was doing some cleanup in an old hard drive I had, and I realized that it has been, it had been like five years since I did a trip to Vietnam and some other countries, which I have this idea that that was one of the things that really changed my life forever. And that's what I choose to think about that past right now. And it really serves me. Even though back then it, it was like a very, it was a, a trip that was very hard on the body. But anyway, I was going through that hard drive and I wanted to look at, so, at, at some photos. And of course, doing this activity on purpose elicited a lot of thoughts I had about that past. Now, other times the thoughts that we may have about the past get to us in a more automatic or maybe more without a warning, right? For example... You may be walking during your lunchtime and you see a stranger that reminds you of your old boss. And then you start having certain thoughts and certain memories that get, you know, activated in your brain. Or you may be at the pharmacy and you listen to a song that reminds you of a previous relationship, right? And so you have some thoughts and some memories that get activated in that case. So you get the idea, right? But I like to go like in a lot of like very detailed examples because understanding how these thoughts arise in the first place, like what gets them going, it's really a key part in understanding your relationship with the past because what I often see happening is this. So people have thoughts about the past, especially if it's a memory that brings some negative emotion. This tends to be more easily remembered by our brains. And because they don't see it as just a thought, which is a sentence or an image inside their mind, they make that thought mean something about the present moment. So to take the example of, uh, I mentioned before, let's say you are in the pharmacy and you listen to a song that reminds you of a previous relationship of your ex, for example, then let's say you're listening to that song and you have a feeling like nostalgia or something like that. When you leave your brain unsupervised, when you're not actively managing what's going on in your mind, <laughs> it may create all all kinds of storylines such as, well, maybe this means that you aren't over that relationship, or maybe this means that you still have feelings for them, or maybe this means that you need to get back together, or that 
If you have a current partner, having those thoughts and feelings means that you're not fully committed to them or whatever other story and narrative your brain may offer to you. And again, I kind of laugh <laughs> because this is not an anomaly. <laughs> like brains are total story making uh, machines. So from one word or an image, the brain just likes to write the whole book with multiple chapters, right? This is just how brains work. Nothing wrong with them. So all this to say that identifying the source of the thought or what circumstance tends to elicit or what cues or what things tend to elicit some of the thoughts that you have about your past is an important part of getting to know yourself and your mind and your emotions, right? So if you tend to have a lot of thoughts about your past in the present moment, try to examine, like, when do they happen? What reminds you of them? Is it because you watch like a movie or a series on Netflix and you saw like some characters that elicit some of those memories? Or is it an Instagram post that you saw or a topic of conversation that you heard someone else, a friend speak about, right? And especially with social media and internet content, which is basically a bombarding of information and different ideas that often contradict each other in like one half of a second, doing this work of separating what thoughts comes from which context or from which cue or circumstance is so, so key to feel more clear and grounded in your life. Because I really like to imagine our brain like this huge ball of like tangled yarn that has many different colors kind of thing. And each one of those threads consists of a thought and a feeling, a combination of thought and feeling kind of thing. <laughs> and so it's your job to separate and untangle these threads so that you can not only understand, you know, where the, the, the thought and the feeling come from, but also um, see what they, what they create for you in terms of like the feelings and the actions that you take from that combination of thought and feeling. When, when you're like in that mood, in that headspace, let's say. So anyway, that was like a weird metaphor, but you get the idea. <laughs> so awareness of where your thoughts from the past come from is one step of the process. This is what we have already discussed. But then the other step of the process is to understand what is the kind of feeling that those thoughts about the past are giving you. So... When you think about something in your past and you can think of like a specific memory of your past, do you feel nostalgic? Do you feel joyful, sad, angry, happy, right? I remember speaking of the past, uh, I kept trying to think like what were some of like the thought loops I used to have about the past. I remember the first year after quitting my job I would have a lot of memories of the happy hours that we used to do with the coworkers in my last company. Those memories would be elicited sometimes when I would walk by a by a terrace, let's say, with a group of what looked like corporate-looking coworkers <laughs> having a, a drink back in the day when like COVID wasn't a thing, of course. Or I would get those thoughts too whenever I would maybe find like a piece of clothing that I would. Um, that I used to wear in, in the office because after I, I started working for myself, like my 
the my dressing style change a little bit and so is that even a word dressing anyway the way I <laughs> the way I dress change a little bit right so and most of the time when I used to have those memories I think one of the general thoughts I would have was something along the lines of like wow that was such a unique combination of amazing human beings or something like that something like I, I I was so happy to be part of that team right and by the way I still am because two of my very best friends to this date I met them thanks to that job and of course those two thoughts so the one like um the the one on like the unique combination of amazing human beings and the I'm so happy to be part of that team, those two thoughts would generally create create positive emotion, perhaps a bit of nostalgia, but it would be like clean nostalgia. That's like happy nostalgia. It's like nostalgia you want to have kind of thing. So, but then there was a point, maybe two or three years after I quit that job, when I heard the news that the team that I I was part of had been laid off. So basically the whole company got restructured and a whole bunch of more people got laid off. And then my brain suddenly started completely changing the narrative about that job. So I started thinking things like, maybe they all got severance packages. Maybe they all, maybe I should have waited another year before quitting to get that package. Like you can see where my brain was at that point. Or or things like, oh my God, I was so irresponsible because I was so impatient and I quit like so quickly kind of thing. Which of course, all of those thoughts, completely optional, created so much pain and regret and drama for myself, right? And what's very interesting when we compare those two set of thoughts, those two like different models is that my circumstance remained the same. And that is the past, you know, the, the four years or however long I work in that company, the coworkers, the happy hours, the people I served, all of that, same thing, same circumstance, same past experience that already took place. And so my feeling of regret or sadness or my feeling of clean, happy nostalgia I was talking about is not created by the inherent quality of the circumstance of that past. Those feelings were simply the result of the thoughts that I chose to have about that past circumstance in the present moment, okay? So <laughs> I'm like, you can like re-listen to that again because that was like a long sentence, but you get it. And something that I see happen often when it comes to this idea of thoughts that we have about the past is that we tend to stack one thought upon another and that's how we lose sight of the whole feeling and experience that we want to create consciously for ourselves. So for example, again, me thinking about my previous job and my coworkers and having the thought like, wow, that was like a unique combination of human beings and feeling that happy nostalgia is one option, right? And if I stop right there, I would be creating a positive feeling about that past experience, right? But what often happens is that one thought invites another thought and that's how it gets built up and we don't spend enough time in one headspace. Like usually 
well, if you have a mind like mine, we tend to jump from one thing to another very quickly. So on one minute, I can have the thought like, oh, wow, this, this was such a unique combination of human beings, like the, the thought I used to have about my work and my coworkers. But then I could have a second layer thought that says, but now that I work for myself, I'll never have access to such an amazing team or I will be working all by myself and I feel so lonely, right? That is like a classic kind of trauma that entrepreneurs go through when you go from being like very social and having like co-workers and all that life to then working for yourself and being like, yay, no one here to support me or cheer me up, right? <laughs> so Again, in those two circumstances, in those two situations, only with a couple words, I completely changed the dynamic of the relationship that I had to my past. Now it, I turn it into something more negative because now I feel sad, right? And kind of disempower. Like I'm all alone. I'll never have access to a team so amazing like that and so on, right? Completely different feeling. And again, same circumstance. And I know that these examples are really, really like super nitty gritty. And again, feel free to listen again, to take notes, because this is maybe a bit more of an advanced episode because it's very meta. We're almost discussing like how to think about the past. <laughs> so if you're not used to all these words on like thoughts and circumstances and feelings and blah, 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 go back to earlier episodes, especially one, especially the one I just referred to at the beginning, how to think about thinking. That is like a very good one to get a, an overview of, of how, um, you know, the core philosophy that I like to use for, for coaching matters. Okay, so all this to say that I want you to consider the idea and the possibility that your relationship to any past experience, whether that is your previous job or your previous relationship or your country of origin or whatever that is, that relationship is composed by the thoughts you have about it. So that leads naturally to some more questions for you to ponder. What if your past didn't have to have all this power over you unless you chose to give it all that power, right? What if ideas such as the past is doomed to repeat itself is just a lie that your managed brain likes to offer? What if your past can only hurt you if you, th if you have a thought that it controls you in the now, right? So remember, you can't change your past because you can travel back in time and change your actions or other people's actions or your words and so on, right? And here's the thing. The only reason why you would want to do that, why you would want to just go back and change the past is because you think that in doing so, you would feel a lot better. If you could change your bad past experience, your brain says, then you imagine that you could finally allow yourself to think thoughts like, wow, I did something good. I feel so relieved. I was right. I, I'm, I'm okay. Whatever you, you want to think, right? But the question is, why can't you think that in the now, what's preventing you from thinking that in the now? What if you allow yourself to think that right now? Is it possible that you are right? 
that you're okay, that, you know, all is good, even today, right? <laughs> and even if you had something really bad happen to you in the past, you can still manage your mind about it today. And in doing so, that's how you change your experience of it. That is literally the only thing you can control, <laughs> right? And this is great news, actually. You could say, oh, bad news, that's the only thing I can control. But it's actually good news because it means that you have some things that you can control, right? This is how you rewrite your past. This is how you get your power back, by choosing how you want to think about your past and by choosing what story you want to give your airtime and attention to, okay? So this is it for this week, my friends. Go rewrite one little story of your past. It doesn't have to be anything super major. It doesn't have to be anything like traumatic or something involving like war and grief. You can just be... You might be beating yourself up because you didn't say something in, you know, yesterday's meeting or something like that. <laughs> you, you, you had the thought that I should have said something at yesterday, yesterday's meeting, right? Whatever that past is, recent past or far past, first of all, forgive yourself. Just be nice to yourself and go rewrite that story in a way that serves you better and serves you more. So start today rewriting your past and let me know how it goes. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're interested in learning how coaching can help you navigate career changes and achieve a better work-life balance, then make sure you check out my website at soniaortiz.com. You'll have all the information on how we can work together. Talk to you soon.